Bueno, bueno. What's up, everybody? Salar Campa. Cantina MX podcast episode 161. Here with Joel once again. And uh, John might be joining later on. What's going on, Joel? Cubole chiquis. Not How much today. Todo tranqui. Todo cool. tranqui. Ready to enjoy a cold one and talk some food. Uh, I guess we could start with the rankings, the FIFA rankings for October. Roger. Uh, yeah, while well, we wait for Yon, who's on his on his drive across town, maneja el, el chico. So um, Mexico is ranked 15th right now. I mean, 16th. I think they went down. If I'm not mistaken, they went down a spot. Um. Also, not sure if if the the recent friendlies played a part because sometimes uh, the way they calculate it, it it takes other games into into account. But uh, you know what surprised me was that Belgium is ranked number one. No, Belgium. Yeah. For, uh, yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah for the France. fifth. Yeah, France took a loss, I think. I know, but Germany, France is, right? is reigning. They're the reigning World Cup champions, man. It's like, you should get yeah, a lot of points to... for that, you know? Because it's, it's yeah, a points-based system. It's a point-based system. And to me, if, if you win that, you know, you're an elite group. Of, there's very few winners. Uh, so I just think that should have been worth bonus. Daily double, man. So Belgium is ranked one, uh, which they, they're just one point ahead of France. And then um, Brazil, number three. Croatia, which is the runner-ups, on number four. See, I, I could have said Croatia in four, you know. Yeah. Um, England has gone way up. They're in number five. So, you know, Ingleses are putting up the fight. Um, Uruguay. Sixth place, Portugal, number seventh, Switzerland, eighth, Spain, ninth. They dropped after their abysmal tournament. Denmark, 10. Colombia is in 11th, and Argentina in 12th. It's been, uh, you know, Argentina's always above 10. You know, fairly regularly, you find them in the, in the top 10. So they fall in, they're falling down quite a bit. <clears throat> and, you know, one of the things that you get points is, is when you're, you know, you play amistosos and their amistosos have been against pretty weak sauce teams. Uh, no disrespect, but they did play with El Salvador and then they played, um, who was it? Was it Israel? There was some, some, some other small, Small team. Um, Chile, of course, that did not qualify in 13th. Germany in 14th. That's, that's what they get for not, for not, for not getting past the group stage. That's a quite the fault for Germany, though. Uh, so yeah, Alemania, the big surprise right along Argentina, the teams that should be in the top 10. Uh, Netherlands in 15th, 
and then Mexico in 16. So yeah, Mexico did drop one. They went down a point, and and they are one point below Netherlands. Sweden in 17th. Um, Wales 18th. Italy 19th. Italy is another, you know, de los históricos. Um, and then Peru in 20th. Poland 21st. USA in 23rd. Austria 24th. Senegal 25th. Y hasta ahí llegamos, because it's like it's over 100 teams. Uh, <laughs> but, but for the region, Costa Rica is in 37th. So that's who Mexico is going to be competing against. Uh, 23rd place USA. 37th place Costa Rica. Um, let me look for... Where, for where, the are the Tur- where are the Turks and Caicos? Oh, man. John, you're asking for me to find a needle in a haystack. Hold on. Uh, I'm just going down the list. Honduras is in 62nd, John. That's right, Jam- wow. that sounds about right. Jamaica's in fifty-three. Wait, right below them? Yeah. Wait, so no, you got- no, 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 wait. Yeah, I, I skipped Jamaica. You're right. Jamaica in fifty-three and Honduras in sixty-two. Okay. Look, what a what a uh, what a region, man. Wait, El Salvador <laughs> in seventieth. We didn't even go to the World Cup. Uh, Panama, they did go. They're they're tied with them in seventieth. I don't I don't know I don't understand this ranking. I don't get it. Um, it's all messed up, man. The ELO ranking seems to be more more we'll go over it in a bit. We should we should catch up on Yon and his exploits on the road. Ugh. Well no it's it's not me on the road, it's it's the basketball team that I'm producing these shows for, man, they're 0 four. <laughs> John. You know, I wish I wish I had the the Perdimos song that I can start each show with, but uh, I don't think that the, uh, that the that the audience would appreciate it. No, it's uh, I'm glad to be back on with you guys. It's been a it's been kind of a crazy month with all the stuff I'm doing. So uh, good to be back on the Cantina and Mexico podcast. Te extrañamos, John. Yes, and maybe maybe it's a good omen because Pumas has been doing good. So you're saying I should stay away some more? <laughs> well, no, see, that's that's quite the conundrum, John. I would prefer you to stay, but then your Pumas might suffer. <laughs> that's right. No, no, no. Pumas, uh, you know, they need to get the, the, the magic number is 25. They're, yes. they're sitting on 23 with, uh, with, was it three games left now or four games left? Four. Four. Cuatro. Yeah, and Pumas has, they have it tough. They have Toluca. They have those Diablos, yes. So did John get cut off? Passing through a bad patch. He's going through a tunnel. Um, you know what? What what John reconnects? Um, I have the ELO rankings. So ELO ranking is another. The FIFA the FIFA Coca Cola ranking is obviously the official one because FIFA, but a lot of people. Regard ELO ranking as as the more um, the more fair ranking or, or you know the better ranking, I guess they say. So um, I'm gonna go through their ranking really quick, and this is their current one. 
uh, as of Thursday, October 25th. So ELO ranking has Brazil in first place, France in second, and Belgium in third. And I think we could agree with that because yeah. it, it, it adds up the points, not just from one tournament, but from, you know, going back. And of those three teams, yeah, Brazil has been more consistent. Um, uh, and then Spain in fourth, Portugal in fifth, Colombia in sixth, Netherlands in seventh, England in eighth, Germany in ninth. They're in ninth compared to, what, 19th of the FIFA one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uruguay in 10th, Croatia in 11, Argentina in 12th. Is John back? I heard the little... Oh, he just left. I guess he left oh, to, to reconnect. Oh, <laughs> okay, let's let's continue with the ELO. Switzerland in 13, Peru in 14th, Denmark 15, Italy 16, Chile 17, Iran 18, Sweden 19, uh, Ukraine in 20th, Mexico is 21st. And then you have Serbia, Wales, Bosnia, Russia, Corea del Sur and the U.S. in 27th. So they're... Yeah, this makes, this makes a little more fights. sense. I think yeah, Ukraine more... being on top of Mexico, or not Ukraine, Sweden being on top of Mexico makes more sense to me, and then France being up there. Well, man, Sweden uh, racked up some quality points during the World Cup qualifying. You know, they knocked, they left, they left the Netherlands and Italy. They eliminated them. I think that's, yeah, that should be worth some, some bonus. Costa Rica 43, Honduras 59, Panama 61, Jamaica 64. Yeah. Yeah, just it, when you look at it by CONCACAF, it shows you how weak the region is, where you have two teams basically in the top 25, well, almost United States 26. 23 in FIFA and then the rest of them, Costa Rica way down to 37 in FIFA 43 ELO and then the other ones are like down in the 50s, 60s yeah so yeah, I mean and then you still have Mexico having trouble in qualifying, last qualifying it wasn't the case but um, this one we'll, we'll have to see even though they did do well against Costa Rica they struggled well, against the other well you know, I think a lot, a lot of these teams like like Honduras and, and Guatemala and even El Salvador, they're not like weak sauce. <laughs> you know, yeah. they're not as weak as they look. It's just that they have really terrible federations, man, and they they just don't know how to. They're, they're very corrupt. People talk about how corrupt uh, FMF is, but but. Those guys are at another level, man. We had that one. When was that? Pajaro Picon. He yeah. was one of them. There's this guy that covers Salvadorian football, and he was telling us how, you know, they wouldn't even they wouldn't even take Gatorade for the players. <laughs> I was like, damn, it's cold blooded, man. So you have to provide your own your own orange wedges at halftime. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> No, dude, it's bad, man. It's been like that for years. I remember uh, it was like in the late 90s, and they had um, Salvador's. Uh, it was Cienfuegos. 
played with the Galaxy, and he was like one of their top stars. And I remember he did a press conference during the Gold Cup. The dude's crying, and he's talking about how, you know, he's saying something along the lines that they had to pay out of their own pocket to finance some of this stuff. I was like, damn, that's yeah. kind of messed up. <laughs> so, but, but you know, when these teams do get get their shit together, they could be pretty competitive. And, and we've seen it at the World Cup. We've seen Trinidad and Tobago. We've seen Jamaica hold their own against traditionally strong teams. Um, wait, though. Wait. I got a question, though, on this. Uh, like when we talk about El Salvador and all these teams... Do you think they're not getting like their Gatorade and their orange wedges and their? <laughs> all, all, are are they not getting this because the higher ups are, are banking all the money, or is it just yeah, because of course. They, they? Yes, they send them the powdered stuff or the the powdered Gatorade. Okay, so it's not because the, there's not enough interest or there's not enough business wise revenue being gained by this federation to to actually pay the players. So you guys are saying that there is money coming in through ticket sales and through sponsors and all this stuff, but they're just hoarding it for the higher-ups. That's what you guys are saying. Yeah, someone needs to pay for that yacht. Okay, just making sure because it seems to me like uh, like these countries aren't, you know, at the top of their game economically to be, and soccer, I guess, is still a very popular sport, so they're able to make, make that money. But even if things were to be done fairly, you see stuff like as you see stuff like uh, Jamaica or Curacao and teams like that. They have like second jobs, and that's you know no one's surprised about that. It's just normal type of thing. Because I, I personally believe that Curacao is going to be very competitive in the next X and are probably come very close to making the World Cup. <laughs> Curacao, not to be confused yes. with the appliance store. Is this? I don't know exactly. if you're joking, John. No, I'm you not. Think? I'm not joking at all. The, Curacao was the team that uh, in the last Gold Cup. That I mean, they they just became a FIFA member. They're a they're ah. a, they're a Dutch. They're a, a Dutch. Oh, uh, just Okay, so okay. So they have they have yeah. the athletes similar to Guadeloupe, they, right? They, Exactly, but 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 they actually have a chance to, and they they played fairly well at the at the, uh, at the gold cup, uh, so I, I do think that they have a really a very a very good chance. I mean, I've made I guess it depends on what the draw is, but I mean there's there's no reason to think that they can't make the hex. I think that they have the they have the players. I mean I mean you can't forget that you know a, a, you know Rude Hullet was not born in Holland. Rude Hullet no. was born in Suriname. Yeah. Huh? You know, so they they can, you know, Thierry Henry was not born in France. He was born in Guadeloupe. Yeah, and and you know, if if you have that, if you have like the Netherlands, where there's a lot of like football players, and you you know you offer them a really nice place over there in the Caribbean, but a lot of them will be willing to go there, man. No. Right. Very yeah. late. If, if, if you're, if if you're a, a guy who's in the Eredivisie, right? Yeah. Who may or may not, you know, have, have a chance to make the Dutch league, but you can certainly play for Curacao. I mean, why not? No, but you know, also, I mean, it worked for. Uh, 
Go ahead. No, no, I'm saying also with coaches and managers, you'll be like, hey, you know. Yeah. If you come over here, you know, we, we, we hook gotta, you up and, and it's dirt cheap. <laughs> you, you know? I got to pull out the salt cannon for this one. <laughs> Wait, oh, well, just, just let me finish with one uh, quick observation was, and this was like, like around early 2000 when um, FIFA had this, this, it was called the Gold. It was a gold program. It was called something like that. And they, they, they gave a lot of money to a lot of these small federations to, to help them build their infrastructure. And, and I remember talking to some dudes from Jamaica. They were saying how <laughs> the money, the, the, you know, the Fed didn't really use all that money for that, you know. They were supposed to build fields and things like that and probably just built one and then you know, bought a car or something. All right, Chickies. I think got uh, cannon loaded. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see them, but I don't have high hopes for them. I mean, John, you said it. You said it yourself, pretty much. Like, yeah, uh, all these, all these uh, smaller federations might have good players, but if they're good enough, they're going to go to the big. They're going to go to the big club. They're going to go to the Netherlands, or they're going to go to France. Uh, instead of a smaller, I mean, yeah, but the, but the that's, difference that's like the, the second division is, is, it, is that they didn't have the opportunity to play for their for their home their their home land. You know, Suriname was not part of FIFA back then. Guadeloupe is still not part of FIFA. So I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, Curacao just became a FIFA member. You know, they make it to the gold. I mean, they knocked Honduras out of the out of the out, out of the gold cup, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and, and you know what, Chickies, you, if you're a player, if you're just like the average player, you, you're a seleccionado, you get to play CONCACAF League of Nations, you get to play CONCACAF Gold Cup, that's a vitrina. You make it to the hexagonal, that's a vitrina too. Big time. And then you get to play some of the bigger teams, and you get more focus. You, 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 once you play against the U.S. Max. You know, it, it could even open doors to to land in in, in other leagues. Yeah, we'll, we'll I mean, and, and, and the reality is, is it with a forty eight team World Cup when Concacaf has five teams? You know, the the, the Curacao's of the world are going to be very competitive to, to make to make that fourth and fifth spot. There's uh, no yeah. question. So to lower, so, yeah, okay, lower the bar for them, and yeah, we'll give them a chance. <laughs> let, me, let me see what they're. Uh... Well, well, yeah, but what I'm saying is, is that I think the Curacao has, they have the infrastructure, they have the athletes, and I, and, and ultimately, I think it's, it's going to be one of those teams that is going to be, you know, moving forward very competitive to the point that that, that I think that they, they may become a team that, that makes World Cups on a consistent basis. Well, here's a, here's on the FIFA site they be, they beat Granada ten to zero. In uh, September, and they beat Virgin Islands five to zero. In friendlies this year, they tied Bolivia one one, and they beat Bolivia a few days later one zero. Well, goddamn! Put adelanto from Yon right there. See, you, you don't get this in other podcasts. I'm talking yeah. about I, mean, it I saw it with my own eyes. I, I, I saw them with my own eyes in Denver at the Gold Cup a few years ago. I mean, there. You know, I'm not saying that they're going to, you know, be the next Switzerland or Belgium or anything like 
like that. But yeah, they are going to be competitive. They're going to be very competitive. Yeah. They have they have the infrastructure. They have the infrastructure. They have what other Caribbean countries don't have, and that's and then that's a a somewhat decent infrastructure. And as we've seen in Concacaf, if you have a good infrastructure, like Costa Rica has, you know, I know that we, we make fun of the, the Honduras of the world, you know, but Honduras is, is pretty decent. And Salvador is hit or miss. But, I mean, they're, they're, they have certainly have possibilities to, uh, to be better. But, you know, you know, Curaçao is a small country, obviously. And then they have, you know, it, it, if done right, which I think they will do, now that they're a FIFA member, I, I do think that we're going to see them uh, make make a push to uh, to make it into the uh, make it into the, into the World Cup. But actually, la- no, actually, last last year ahead. in the Gold Cup, they uh, they actually lost two zero to Jamaica, they lost two zero to El Salvador, and they lost two zero to Mexico, and that was that's I not, guess the group stage. That's that wasn't not too bad for a small team like that. They did so beat Jamaica in the Caribbean Cup or in the Caribbean zone to qualify. So they beat Jamaica. Those teams usually get blown out of the water. Sometimes even by double digits. Yeah, I mean, I remember, like I said, I, I, I mean, I know that they lost it. They got zero points. But, I mean, you could, you could just tell. You could just tell that the teams are going to be, you know, this was the first tournament they ever, I mean, I, mean, I remember watching. I mean, I guess it was they played in Salvador, uh, in, in Denver, and and they did lose two zero. But I mean, they were extremely competitive, and if I'm not mistaken, had uh, more than enough chances to get their own goals. And you know that they will. Uh, I, I am a big, I am a big fan of Curacao. I, I I want Curacao to succeed. If only, if only because that way we can, we can have. Blue Curacao sponsored the Cantina Mickey's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it, it might make for a nice away game. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's on the that's on the coast. I mean, I mean, believe me, I was so sad. I was so sad in 2016 when Mexico gets to go play Canada and Vancouver. It's like Canada make the hex so we can come up to Vancouver again. Because I mean, frankly, who wants to go to San Pedro Sula? I mean, that's just the reality. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? I mean, would you rather would you rather go to the Cuscatlan or, or, or go play in uh, in Curacao? No offense to our Salvadorian friends who listen, and I know that the Cuscatlan is a very difficult place. I did notice that the Gold Cup is going to have a matches outside the U.S. and outside Mexico for the first time ever in this upcoming edition. Where where are they playing, John? It is to be determined uh, to be determined after the draw. So, and, and I do think that the other tournaments see uh, teams play at least one game at home in the Gold Cup before they play the knockouts in the U.S. That, that's the Gold Cup is going to be played out. Hmm. I would do it backwards, John. I would do it if you win your group. You could probably play. You could play one game at your stadium. Yeah, but 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 then you're not guaranteed that one that one home game. That's true. In the group in the group stage, you're guaranteed a home game. And I got to tell you, if 
if El Salvador has to play, if you're playing El Salvador in the Cuscatlan in June, that's a tough place to play anytime. But, you know, but, but, I mean, I don't know how many times I've seen Mexico lose to El Salvador in qualifiers. Yeah. And El Salvador has the 1994 team, which, which had a, you know, outside of the 86 Mexico team was out, outstanding, really strong team, just rolling everybody. Just destroying teams left and right, lost in the And that was back when you only got two points for a win and one for a loss. So it jeopardized Mexico's World Cup chances, even as well as they played everywhere else. Because it was the only ticket available to CONCACAF because the U.S. was already qualified. So it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it, it was tough. It was, it was, in the, a, it was a tough place to play. If we look at the at the Gold Cup pre, because the Gold Cup, the Gold Cup got um, it got restarted in '91. Uh, but if you go further back, when other countries used to host the tournament, it had multiple winners compared to now that is just divided between USA and Mexico, and one for Canada. But before the other teams, you know, Costa Rica, Honduras, some of the other teams, they managed to win the cup. And I think it, it did hurt those teams, you know, not not being able to host a tournament or, or win a tournament. It did. You're absolutely right. Well, you know, and at the same time, it helped the U.S. grow even more. I mean, what? who wouldn't love that? Hosting a tournament every two years, having that home field well, it's, advantage. It's, <laughs> it's just, right, I mean, it's not just that. I mean, you know, it's, you know, the, for better or for worse, Mexico's in CONCACAF, that's not going to change. They're not going to Comnebol. And, and, and the, the biggest reason Mexico will never go to Comnebol is because they're, you know, they're essentially guaranteed a World Cup with play Coca-Cola. It, well, it is a slam dunk. Yeah, but with 48 teams now, you know, it's 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 no need for that. It's, it's The whole qualifying game has changed. Um, but I think that's a good mentioning Conmebol. I think it's a good jumping off point because uh, there's been more news on the whole... <clears throat> the whole uh, Mexico returning not only to Copa America but but to Copa Libertadores and it was about what about maybe a month back when um, when John De Luisa and Enrique Bonilla Enrique Bonilla being the Liga MX president traveled to Conmebol to to try to negotiate um, and I, I was I was not too Hi, I'm Bonilla, but it looks like it's looking like a done deal. Uh, that by 2020, Mexican clubs will be back in Copa Libertadores. Now, uh, I don't just, know why you would. I don't know why you would doubt Tocayo, my Tocayo. Tocayo. No, 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 I wasn't doubting. I wasn't doubting Yon. Yon was negotiating Copa America. It was Enrique Bonilla that was negotiating uh, Libertadores. That's, that's the guy I doubted. Uh, but 
it seems like he's not alone in this dealing. Uh, there's a Don Graver Gerber of uh, the USSF MLS. So they will be joining the fray for Libertadores. 2020 and another Adelanto from the Cantina. One thing we talked about that we said we wouldn't be surprised if they did like the Super Bowl, even Champions League, one-off final in a predetermined stadium. And they're trying to do that for the 2020 final. They're probably trying to test it, like do it once. And so it will be the final in, in the U.S. So it's up to the combo teams to agree. Uh, but, I mean, they're talking about so much more prize money that they're saying it's, it shouldn't be that much of a problem. Yeah, I mean, oh, Miami is the, is, the, is, the, is the capital of Latin America, so ah. they got their new stadium. Yes, uh, and I, that's, that's where they finally were. worked out, so... Yeah, that's that's where they would hold the final in Miami. Where all the where all the South American high rollers travel to as there. So my my uh, well, my two cents on this don't is forget just it's, it's, it's after the money. A, of course it is. I mean, are you kidding me? You know, we, just, we think of Concacaf as, as as. But it makes as, a joke. As, it, it sort of makes a joke out of it. Joke out of what? You're devaluing Dude, the but cup. That's, when that's you... what Conmebol. Well, let, let's not forget what's happened in Conmebol. Just went to jail for bribery, extortion. You know, go down the list. What? Well, street. They got to figure out a new way to make money, and if it has to be on the level, so be it. So well, of and course just... they're going to want to play. Well, and not just because of that, John and and Chiquis, It's also. You know, a, a lot of these countries have been hit by these economic recessions, and and they, you know, most often than not, they'll sell players. You know, they'll sell players as soon as they can. Uh, and if they're making more money from these tournaments, they can afford to keep some of these players a bit longer and stay more competitive. Yeah, I don't know if the players want to stay though. I think all these Come players. Come on, man! The they the, not... the, well, the history of players is going to Europe, and and well, this is, but so this many is of the them thing, go. Though. Yeah, but this is the thing. You're not going to want to leave if you get a whatever offer. You're not you going to want to go to Greece or to Ukraine. You know, because because there's, I mean, yeah, one thing is Spain. One thing, you know, you, you're oh, going so to Spain. Fringe. You're going. There's, yeah. dude. There's, yeah, there's a lot of players end up going to some of these countries where the. If they could choose, they most likely wouldn't. Okay, yeah, but that's a small. That's a small. What do you mean the Ukraine is weak? Ukraine is not weak. <laughs> well, it's not weak, but I mean you're freezing what your balls. What if I smash off. that board? You don't. You don't. You, you don't get the language. It's so much stuff, man. You're you're at world's end. You know what you're percentage? close to Mordor. They, they don't want to go play over there. If they could stay here, they would. Uh, that's why Mexico yeah, is such a popular destination for a lot of Sudamericanos. And and you think of like even top coaches. We've had like all these top coaches come in and here because it, it is. It's it's a, it's a nice destination to come so to. Say, so say that like, okay, that's a, that's a good point because say they do maintain those fringe players that don't get to go to the big clubs in, big clubs in Europe. 
so they decide to take a little more money and stay in, in their countries, Argentina, Brazil, or whatever, they're going to dominate even more Copa Libertadores because those top-end players are, are staying in country. So and what? So you, you introduce a, a Liga, you introduce a Liga MX who struggled, but they, you know, they do a way, okay. But then you add MLS, you're going to get demolished by these. Yeah, but, but they won't be all the time. I mean, you eventually catch up. I mean, I mean, Mexico got to play in Libertadores before, before the team got dismantled that bad. You know? And if you go back to, before the club's World Cup, when they had the Intercontinental Cup, and, and these South American teams held their own, man, against some of these really small European teams. It's only been the last, what, maybe 20 years when we've seen, like, you know, ¿Qué está pasando ahí? Chiqui, is everything all right? Oh, I think so. John. Oh, yeah. John's got a rustling. Don't, don't, don't judge me. I'm, I'm going to Burger King. Oh. Ah, you're getting <laughs> double or uh, you should order also a crown. You can wear it while driving. <laughs> Conor McGregor. Uh, no, I just have a bad, I just have a bad, a bad, uh, I guess not taste in my mouth, but well, from other sports, um, about organizations going the money route, like cashing in the, the, the cash cow and all this stuff and doing whatever, it, selling their soul for, just for the big dollar. Well, I don't think they're selling their soul, man. You, you have to kind of, you know, change with like the it, times. No, but the times are the times are money. Like a lot of time, Coleman Bowl used to be proud, man. They used to be proud and be like, hey, you don't want Chicken, Mexico to come could, to Coleman You could Bowl. say the same of the Champions League because the Champions League was just that, champions. It was just the campeones, not the fourth place teams. And they started allowing, you know, third, fourth, fifth place teams into that tournament. And but I, the I, name, the name is Champions League and it used to be Campeón de cada federación, you know, for the different league champions, not not the fourth fourth place teams. You're not you're not a champion, dude. And they're they're going after the big the uh, they're going after the money. No, well, yeah, because they knew. You see people right now like loving Champions League right now, loving. Seeing yeah, Chufi but but see playing. when that happened, are you going to say that the team, you know, and and then see how that tournament started? It was an invitational from a French magazine. El Equipe, if I'm not mistaken. So, I mean, you know, these tournaments evolve. I, I don't think, you know, including including uh, Liga MX, MLS, and, and even Canadian teams, it, that it's going to make the tournament weak. Because you have teams from Venezuela, Bolivia, even Peru that aren't, they're not that much better, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's more likely for the for the North American teams you know, throughout the years to get even stronger than some of these, than about half of the teams from South America. Yeah, maybe maybe I'm being elitist. You it's, are being I've talk, elitist. We've, we've talked that. about it. Bef- we've talked about it before. Like no one watch, no one watches stuff before it, the hex. Elitist, no pero de los finos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one, no one, no one watches like. Uh, 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 for CCL. Between Motagua and or whoever, 
like before the actual before the actual final stages. Hey, um, John Arnold a, has to watch that stuff. He's been talking. <laughs> <you. laughs> Yeah, he's, I, I saw that. I saw that tweet. Doing the Lord's work, <laughs> or or, so, or even the uh, even uh, like the the increasing of the World Cup, man. That's that's like like to me. That's okay. That's they want more money, but like hey, who wants to see all these but, teams? Man, in the, the World only Cup? reason they're doing that for the World Cup is so that the Thailands and the Vietnam, the Chinas, the world where they have a huge audience, they're yeah. just throwing. They're just in throwing the bone. Yeah, because yeah, India's like what one point five billion people. I mean, that's a lot of panini stickers that are going to be sold over there, man. That book's going to be like fit. It's going to be like heavy, man. That book, that panini book. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be like quadruple. an encyclopedia. Yeah, that just became a really expensive hobby. Panini must be cleaning their pants, though, man. That's... How many teams is that World Cup? 48. 48 and then uh, 23 players per team. Yeah, that's it. Well, I mean, it's it, what, what happens, it's evolving and it's evolving. Uh, but, like, uh, I'm throwing my salt out there, man. I don't like all that stuff. I don't like giving these teams a chance. They they need to earn their chance the regular way. And I don't even mind. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind if they got rid of the non-champions and champions league. I mean, who wants to see uh the, the, the fans like from these, the, those teams? Yeah, like right now the, the the teams playing, well actually the the stage before, who wants to see that or even this stage? We want to see like Real Madrid against Madrid. Manchester. A lot of people want to see Real Madrid Manchester. Well, who played who like the I want to see World Series games during the day on the weekend. But that's just not going to happen anymore, man. World Series? That train has left the station. It's all about money now. Yeah. Why would, you, why would UEFA change the thing where, I mean, I mean they, they have, the outside of the NFL, it is... The most, it is the most popular league in the world. Actually, I'm sorry, outside of the Premier League, if we want to talk soccer, it is easily the most, the most popular league in the world, easily. So, I don't have a problem now. Should they call it the Champions League? Probably not. I mean, it used to be the. Uh, it wasn't a Champions League. What was it before? Oh. European. Was um, it just the European Cup? Well, let me yeah. check because, because um, yeah, it's a bit confusing. Because they used to have the Recopa, which was the teams that won... The, 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 the Federation Cup to like the FA Cup or like the Copa del Rey the Cup Winners Cup okay it was the European Champions Clubs Cup and they would just call it European Cup which I used to get confused with the Euro Cup right <laughs> which uh, yeah I have ranked since 1955 um so, 
the Champions League, as we know it, is uh, it only goes back to like '92. That's when it got rebranded in 1992. I remember that. And the first team to win the Champions League, if I'm not mistaken, was Marseille. And it was a big deal because they had just sold their hot be the final and And then the All next right. year, Milan beat the snot out of uh, out of uh, Barcelona in the final. I mean, just crushed them. Uh, yeah, and, 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 and we're going <laughs> to remind Chiquis that they copied, they copied the, um, the Libertadores, man. They did. Which was a Campeonato Sudamericano de Campeones. And just like FIFA copied uh, Cornebol with the Copa America. Yeah. Hey, saludos to uh, Serge, who's on the chat. He's asking oh, if, yeah. John's on a wa- if John's on a walkie-talkie. <laughs> he's, he's eating a, he's eating a PK double. Uh, he's eating a Baconator. No, what is it? No, uh, I think they could hear the rapper, John. It's, it's, a, ro- a Royale with cheese or something. <laughs> no, just, just, uh, just, uh, just a mustard Whopper with cheese. A what? Y'all remember, y'all remember the, the Getafe shirts when they were sponsored? And when, and when they, if a guy scored a goal, remember that when they would pull the, remember when the, the, the idiotic the players that would pull their shirt over their head? And if they did that with the Getafe shirt, the Burger King king was on the inside of it, so it looked like they would have the Burger King king. Oh, man, I just remember face. that. It was, it was brilliant. It was oh, absolutely man. brilliant. Well, one of the great shirt sponsorships of all time. That must be a collectible by now. Yeah. That jersey, if, you're, if you we collect jerseys. Uh, we should ask Serge if he has a PTSD from watching the the Red Sox score all those runs with two outs in the in, in the World Series. Ouch. Was that today? Did they play today? No, they're, they're off today. It was yesterday. Oh, it was Last yesterday. Night. So they're leading. They're leading two to zero. That's right, Las Medias Rojas. That, uh, that brings that brings us to another. I guess we can transition. Híjole. Because uh, on my Twitter feed, I just follow. Uh, well, I follow mostly a bunch of Mexican soccer people, soccer fans and stuff. And my Twitter feed was blowing up with uh, with co- uh, talk? with Dodger talk and not Copa MX talk. But I was like, where are the priorities here? Copa Copa MX was like Chivas <laughs> Chivas championship, and they were yeah, all proud of how it's big. It's the World Series, though, man, and I think that's yeah. But that's the World Series, gets... what's what's baseball compared to the beautiful game? I thought the <laughs> I thought soccer was the number one sport in the world. But I think, with I think if you're if you're from the U.S., I think you you grow up watching oh, multiple sports, so it, it's I get it. You know, I, I'm not going to ask people to choose, man. 
I, I think it. if you if you can enjoy it, go for it, dude. Which which is what surprises me. Like, okay, you're gonna have all these teams, but but then you're gonna hate on MLS. <laughs> which, hey, John, well, I don't well, know. Well, you know the reason. You know the reason for that, boy. You know the reason for that. It's a bit saltiness, but it's John, something. I don't know. Yeah, go ahead. I don't know if you saw it. I posted a clip about what they're doing at at um, LAFC, man. And I still haven't gone just because I moved. Me cambié de casa, man. I was I had the stadium right down the block. Um, but it's it's pretty incredible, man, what what the fans are doing. And I didn't think the fans were gonna do that because I I I knew some of those fan groups. Because they were from uh, Chihuahua, USA. They they carried them over the the um the front office from LAFC. You know, before the team was even you know formed, uh, they reached out to the support groups. You know, they said they wanted you know they wanted them to be a part of the club and all that. And um and and it's it's pretty incredible what they managed to do. And and so the club owner flew, he flew the the leaders of those support groups to Germany to get some some tips, man, from one of the like, what was it, Chiquis? Was it Dortmund? The yellow wall or, or something? It's one of the one of the top right. support right. groups. Yeah, the big wall in Dortmund. Yeah, and uh, so now if you see how the afición is, it's like whoa, man! It's 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 very. It's very, that's a very good atmosphere. It does for like just so the, they didn't go down and see how La Monumental does at the Azteca or, or no, or they Barra didn't. Barra Cincuenta Uno no, no. got tips from the from the Argentines from uh, Los Borrachos del Tablón, which is River Plate's main support group. Yeah, well, I mean, well, I mean, to me, people always have had a problem with MLS and just love to bash MLS because deep down, deep down, they know what's coming and they just don't want to admit it. You know, because I mean, dude, I do want to go see Bella play, man. To see that guy, the goal is he scoring. I mean, and it's not that expensive. You, you think we're getting, you think we're getting a, uh, we're getting sponsored by LAFC, but, but we're not. <laughs> I'm just saying. If you live close, I, I recommend go catching a match because it's, it's. I mean, you get red line, you get good atmosphere. Well, they, and, uh, LAFC yeah. has done a masterful job of marketing their squad to an LA audience. Yeah, they cross promote with Dodgers. Well, isn't Magic Johnson a co-owner of LAFC? Yes. He's a yes, co-owner he of Dodgers. They also got that dude. Um, what's his name? Will Fer- Will Farrell. And, and sure, Tony Robbins. A bunch of and, 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 and Tony Robbins, man. I, I know Who's him that? from Shallow Hall. What about Zig Ziglar? Is is, is, is is he one of their sponsors too? See, we know say quién es, but did you guys see Shallow Hall? Where he, oh, shallow he, hell. He touches that guy and, and he he sees all the gordibuenas. <laughs> I haven't seen it. 
Maybe we need that guy to get us to Quinto Partido, man. No, LAFC's done very well. <laughs> let, let them, let... is more than likely going to be the league's MVP. Let them, let them win a CONCACAF Champions League. Calmado, it's, go... it's, it's going there, man. I, I, and let those, let those guys, let those guys go, to, go down to Monterrey because they're in the U.S. Okay, this is, this is like, this is like record-breaking. They've never seen a soccer game before. They've never but, seen a soccer game without their kids and their no. But they they they're used to soccer uh, orange wedges and Capri Suns, and then they go to, and they they go get a little taste of what it is like every single day in Argentina and in Monterrey and, and in Volcan. No, if there's a even, lot of there's a lot of Latino man. There there's all these. There's, yeah, but this, I'm looking at I'm talking block. about this interview. I'm talking about the herd, Colin oh. and all those guys on that interview. Like they, like it's a, it's a big deal, but it's like normal stuff for guys in Monterrey. It's no, it is for guys it, in Argentina. It is, it is. But I mean, that's how you build, like the culture, of, you know, soccer culture and stuff like that. I mean, I rather that they do it than they, that they, you know, like compared to what Chivas USA did, which is like they weren't, they weren't doing anything, and they had, they had well, a Chivas, lot to work with, and they just threw Chivas it away. Chivas USA, Chivas USA was like the way that Univision and Telemundo were for years. Está en español y lo van a ver porque está en español. Porque no les queda otro. That's how Chivas USA was. Mira, le vamos a poner el nombre de Chivas y la gente va a venir porque es Chivas. Yeah. And that's all they did. That, that, that was their entire marketing plan. Es Chivas y van a venir. And yeah. LA is a, is a Chivas town. And you also, I mean, I think, I think this whole thing blew up because some guy, uh, posted a picture of their, of their LAFC jump and it went like huge on Twitter. But you've seen this, you've seen like similar stuff about, uh, about Atlanta FC, which I think their, their attendance is like blows any other MLS team out of the water. Well, that's because they have the biggest stadium. Well, them in Seattle, I mean, I think Seattle is also one of the teams that. Well, even LAFC, you see gaps in that stadium. Oh yeah. I, I know some of our, Mexi fans are like, why, why talking about this? Because, uh, man, if you guys have been paying attention, Enrique Bonilla is talking about, you know, joint, a joint league or a joint cup. So it, it's coming uh, pretty soon, man. I would be Pardon? thrilled, thrilled, thrilled if Liga Mekis and MLS did a, a straight-up one-off cup tournament. It would be fantastic. Yeah, we we talked about this. It, it would, it, it would. I mean, those teams they just they keep getting stronger, man. I was, I was, the, I got to see some of the games in the inaugural season, nineteen ninety six, uh, and I wish I had, I wish I, because I had a program, John. It was this? They gave me a program. I went to the very first Galaxy game. They played the. The New York, New Jersey Metro Stars, who had Tony Miola and Roberto the, Donadoni. The, yeah, the the failed Jets kicker. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Miola had been the keeper for the U.S. And, and, at the '94 World Cup, and and um, and the Galaxy had Campos, the Mexican keeper. But 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 that was like one of one of the more exciting things getting the soccer program. You know, I always read how they. 
but you got him in England. Uh, but it, and I remember going through the pages, and it kind of felt like a like like a wrestling manual, like like for lucha libre, because they had like weird names of players. They had Doctor Kumalo. He was for the he was for the Columbus Crew. Doctor Kumalo. Some of just weird names, man. It, it almost felt like circus, like. Yeah, if you remember, Mr. Andrew Roboto, Shu. Mr. Roboto played for uh, Kansas City Wiz. <laughs> yeah, and that was the name Wiz. Kansas City Wiz. I'm the Wiz. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm better than everyone. I'm the Wiz. It's, yeah, man. I, that, I wish I kept it, though, but they had the old logos. They were just pretty bizarre, man. Like San Jose Clash. And they looked like the... the and the video game Invaders, it looked like a, I don't know, it looked like a, um, like a crab, kind of like an 8-bit crab. And then the they had a scorpion start. on it. No, that, that came later. No, I don't know. Oh, you know what? I'm confusing it, John. Clash at the Scorpion, you're right. Clash at the Scorpion, they had one all the, I'm thinking the mutiny. The Tampa Bay mutiny. The Tampa Bay mutiny, yeah. And that like a weird looking crab, I don't know what it was. And uh, uh, Metro Stars had like flying taxi cab, <laughs> and then Dallas Burn had like a horse that was a that was a rayo, and from the, from the shooting shooting uh, fire from the mouth. <laughs> Just like what? What? It almost felt like a video yeah, game. I don't think I, don't I don't think any that. of those original logos. Like, <laughs> United and Revolution are the only ones that, that kept the the same logo. Yeah. And some of those jerseys were ugly, man. They were good conversation starters if you get your hands on one of them. Yeah. The, the, they were the, on mic. The Wiz particularly, <laughs> the Wiz particularly were, were absolutely hideous. <laughs> in fact, if I'm not mistaken, the, a local radio station in Kansas City celebrated the announcement of the Wiz as a new team by flushing the toilet. <laughs> and crew, I don't remember crew. They had three construction guys, like in hard hats. That was their logo. It was like three dudes, like the like the village people. <laughs> that would have been awesome because if they would have had the police and then the, the Native American and the motorcycle enthusiast, uh, the, the, that the would have looked way better. And the construction worker. <laughs> oh man. Wait, the, the biker. The, yeah, no, but I mean, compared to, to 96, man, I mean, they employed Tata Martino, dude, <laughs> who might be going to Mexico. And they have Vela, they have Gio. I mean, it gets to the point where you, you can't deny that this league is improving or bringing when was in the better last and better. Time, when was the last time Gio even played? Oh man, that's sad. He was becoming the next Netty. He might retire to Curacao, dude, and have a have like a fishing a fishing store selling tackle bait. He's injured, I think. But uh, he's injured from the fields. Yeah, he's done anyway. He didn't play uh, much in the World Cup, so yeah, he's he's done. Yeah, all those Tommy Burgers. Just that's not a bad way to go. That's that's not a bad way to go though. 
That is yeah, true. If, if I were <laughs> if I were going to choose a burger to die like death by burger, Tommy, Tommy burger Sai would probably be number one. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Sai. Not to be confused with death by Tommy Lasorda. <laughs> you just, yeah, you just see him get a massive heart heart attack, stroke. Funny story about Tommy Lasorda. Uh, one of the guys I work with used to be the director for the Astros way back when and uh, there was a a game that they were doing where the Astros, the Astros were terrible the Dodgers weren't that much better and it's, it's 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 toward the end of the season where they're just bringing a bunch of dudes up that no one even knows like when they've expanded their roster and this guy comes out and throws 12 pitches all balls walks the bases loaded Tom Osorio walks out and there's no one in the Astrodome. And, like, the way that, if you remember, the pitcher's mound was kind of, like, right in the middle. So what ends up happening is that the Astrodome then becomes a gigantic parabolic microphone, the roof. So the announcer's like, I wonder what words of advice Tommy Lasorda has for this pitcher. So they're out there, and Tommy walks out, and he says, throw fucking strikes, and walks away. <laughs> 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 and... Uh, it goes over the air and everything. It's just a, a very, a very funny story. <laughs> oh man! So, so let's 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 talk Tata Tata Martino, who yes. is now the uh, the leader in the clubhouse. And if you would read the Twitter, apparently is you know it was a was a fracaso a fracaso rotundo at Barcelona, where I guess coming in second place by three points and. Losing, I think it was either it was at the semifinal. Maybe I guess it was the quarterfinals of the Champions League. Is is like the worst Barcelona coach in fifty years. Man, pretty brutal. That, that well, first, um, I don't know if they're trying to. Was it the Tigres? Someone from Tigres threw um, took his name back in the back in the goblet of fire and said, "Hey." FMF did approach us now formally, and that that Tuca will be one of four candidates. Tuca's a safety. He's a safety school. He always has been. Always will be. Same as Piojo. So I would say Piojo, Tuca, Tata, and I don't know who the fourth is. People say Almeida, but it's not Almeida. It can only be. It can only be one person. And Cabezón Luna. That's the only. (laughs) That's the only logical explanation. No, so, so, so Tata Martin, I think that Mexico has has been uh, in, in talks with uh, with Martino probably since the end of the well, since Yonda Luisa took over. Uh, I know that they, that they approached him when they went up and had their friendly uh, in Nashville against the U.S. They took a little side trip to Atlanta, officially or extra officially. I think that they did meet with him. Uh, there's there certainly ways they can do that. They've certainly met with their agent. Um, you know, with, with the way that the timing works out and, he, and him announcing that he's not going to be the coach next year, I would probably put it at about a 75% chance that he's going to end up being Mexico's coach. Uh, he was uh, the, the Paraguay coach for a long time. Uh, uh, took them to the 2010 World Cup, to the quarterfinals of the 2010 World Cup. And John, yeah, I, I, if I yes. may, really quick, I think if you could qualify out of Conmebol, 
You could very well qualify out of CONCACAF. And let's not forget that the, the Paraguay 2010 team was essentially a Liga MX team. I mean, four, four of their starters, if I'm not mistaken, were, were guys that were playing in Liga MX. And, and I remember Dario Verón had to play because of, of, uh, of suspensions against, against Spain in the World Cup, had the game of his life against Spain in the World Cup quarterfinals, which frankly, which frankly Paraguay should have won. They, uh, they, they missed the penalty when it was 0-0 late in the second half. Ended up losing 1-0. So, uh, you know, Tata Martino is a good choice for Mexico if it ends up beating him. I think it's a solid choice. Uh, you know, the press love it. You know, he coached at Barcelona. He's from Argentina. I mean, what, more, what, what more do they want from a foreign coach? You know, they... Yeah, I... I think he checks off the, you know, he checks off the majority of the boxes of, of uh, requisites that, you know, he's had high-profile jobs, you know, in Barcelona. He, he's dealt with, you know, big-name players. He coached Argentina. He, he coached at the World Cup. He took the team to the World Cup and was at the World Cup. So I, I think all of that just just it goes in line with what FMF was is looking for in a coach. You know, compared to like Sven who just uh I think I no way he had been in England already, right? Have you coached England? Yeah I did. When he came to Twice. Mexico? Man, <laughs> for two cycles. That's right, man. That was his main his main attraction. So I mean, I think it's so I think he's, 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 I think he's a good coach, also. But um, my only well, anything can happen with with uh, in, with Mexico. I think he could it could be another Sven, or it could be that he does really well. But any, anything could happen. Oh, I mean, another, nah, I don't think you'll be in another Sven, man. I think, I think with Sven, is that he it was just too foreign for him, you know, the whole change, everything, culture of the competition, everything. And, well, I and think this Sven guy got a raw deal because he just he just didn't have time. You know what I mean? I mean, Sven's first game, his first match as a Mexico coach was a World Cup qualifier against freaking Honduras. Yeah. Well, that group was very tough. That pre-Hex group was arguably tougher than the Hex. But I, I would be satisfied with him. I would be happy with, with Martino. But could you, well, the other thing about Martino is that he, you know, just being RG, he has already, you know, of these Argentines that are already in the IMX. So there's already talk that Ruben Omar Romano would be joining him in the coaching staff, as would Norberto Scoponi, former Cruz Azul goalkeeper. That's funny. The only thing, I, I don't know if it's related to Martino, is I'm hearing a lot of talk about naturalizados. 
I don't know if I'm down with all that stuff. Wait, man, have you not listened to the podcast? Lo adelantamos, lo adelantamos hace un año, chiquis. Yeah, but if, no is, choice, it, is it the coach? No. Well, yeah, yeah, I think you do. Like, how, who, who how, you, many, who how many strikers do you have right now? Legit strikers in the top ten. I mean, say it without looking at the list. Legit strikers. In the top ten, name name me at least three Mexicans that are in the top ten. Goleadores for Liga MX. They got Chucky. Liga MX. Oh, and Liga MX. Liga MX, dude. Oh. Yeah. There's only one yeah. in Toribe, and he already retired from the national team. We got Cubo Torres. Yeah, they can, can be cool. <laughs> We got... Oh, they don't have to be Liga MX, man. See? Come on, man. If you got to do, like, Furch... And he's gonna deliver, then just bring him in, man. I think some of the younger guys, he probably won't be ready until much later, you know? See, why do Mexicans even have a problem with that? I mean, is, is Mexicans' inferiority complex that severe that they can't handle the fact it is. That, that they have to use a uh, oh, that's, that's I mean, nothing to do with it. all about? That's nothing to do with it. It has everything to do with it, dude. No. I, yes. I, I, I we've explained this. Even Ronnie explained this lots and lots of times. Long ago, back when Gigi was was the issue for uh, Xenia, and it, it's it's the same thing, man. You're 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 permitting a guy who was choosing your team as their second choice, and that's just that's just like humiliating. That's like, I, I don't see so it. Like again, like, again, it's a, it's a, it's an inferiority complex. I'm, I'm gonna read no, the top ten. It's it's, it's holding some top standards. 10 for, uh, it's having some standards for yourself hey, and for your team. Some pride. Here's, here's a slap of reality, though. Here, okay. Tabla de goleadores, man. Wait, it's not showing goals scored. I put I put goleo and it's. I just want to see how many goals they scored. Val medio cierto, man. Getting all these pop-ups. <laughs> oh, you need some ad block, dude. Let me check that out, dude. Uh, damn oh, it. Wrong. Where's the goles? Goles anotados. Okay, it's GA. So, with t- first place is Guignac. With 10 goals, same as Furch, who could be our nat- naturalizado striker. Sambeso has 8. He's in third place. The Uruguayo Jonathan Rodriguez has 7. Carlos Gonzalez, 6. Leonardo Ramos, 6. Felipe Mora, 6. Victor Davila, 6. Carlos Ferreira, 5. Nicolás Sánchez, 5. Oribe. Oribe and Elias are at the Lower end with five each. And then a bunch of, a bunch of other foreigners. Okay, we got Sadiva, we got, uh, we got, uh, Chivas players. Pulido. We got <laughs> Chofis. We got, uh, Gudinho. 
We got... Oof. I mean, these guys aren't, these guys aren't gonna, these guys aren't gonna start anyway, man. You're gonna have Chucky, you're gonna have Tecatito, you're gonna have Chicharito. These guys are, I mean, they're gonna be riding the bench for their second, their, 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 their team of second choice. And, uh, I mean, sure, call them up. I, I, I have assuming, no problem, but it's just like, you're it's assuming just, it's that all those guys are always available. You, you still need a decent enough player death. Cause you never know if there's an injury. There's a drop in form, suspensions. You have to take all of that into account. And it's also, and, and it's then also a band-aid. It's also a band-aid to uh, your federation and your youth. Yeah, but we did it to ourselves when we started yeah. when we started going over the the three and four player foreign limit. Once you got into ten and twelve, you, you kind of got stuck there, man. You kind of put yourself in that predicament of. of you're going to be dependent for in other players because you're just not producing enough talent. Yeah, so there's... I mean, that's my, I mean, this, that's this, my was, this was the exact topic we talked about. You know, this, this was it. This was Mexico's best chance. These were guys that were in their late 20s that were playing their third, some even their fourth World Cup. And you look behind them, you know, right now that there, there, there was just nothing there, you know, and, and, and it's why we've said that the next coach is going to have to be someone that would have to have their pulse on what's going on with Liga MX, uh, you, know, you know, someone that, that, that knows how to bring along a younger player. And, and you know, and, 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 and Tata, you know, may not necessarily be a quote-unquote Liga MX coach, but I think that he'll have no problem assimilating. And, and he can bring on, you know, bring along the younger player. Now, there are there are some young players that I do think that they do merit consideration, and we'll see how how, how they will uh, how they will do. The, you know, the kid at uh, at Toluca, whose name escapes me at the moment, comes to mind. But yeah, but I mean, but, but this is a problem. And again, naturalizados. I just you know, I'm sorry, but if, if you're if you're a Mexican citizen, then I don't see. I, I've never understood what the problem is. I just, I just don't. I just don't understand. I don't understand. Yeah, I've people seen always it, get their panties in a lot about this. I seen it more from Mexicans in the U.S. than from Mexic Mexicans in Mexico. The pushback. Yeah, but it's but it, but it, but it's not just that. I mean, every time, any time there's a player like that, every single time that they're mentioned as a team. Y le tocan el balón al naturalizado. They, I mean, it is el naturalizado. I mean, Sina's nickname might as well have been el naturalizado. Because that's all they ever did. You know, and, and Sina, you know, he had a pretty decent national team career. Guillefranco, not so much. But even Guillefranco, I remember when, uh, you know, before he was called up, and then I remember the Televisa guys were just all over La Volpe's ass. ¿Cuándo vas a llamar al Guille Franco? ¿Cuándo vas a llamar al Guille? Y finally calls him up. ¿Cómo es posible que está llamando a este jugador naturalizado? No puede ser. It's like, it's, it's ridiculous. Here's another reason. And I've already explained like a couple. But here's another reason. You want your Mexican national team to represent your country and to represent the football your country produces. 
And when you bring in natural naturalizados, that's not what you're doing. You're bringing in some other country's developed soccer player to help supplant your uh, team that's not up to par that needs. We already do it in club league. So, uh, dude, yeah, I mean, again, see, all of the all of these reasons for, for why it's not a good idea, Chiquis, it all boils down to the same thing, and it's an inferiority complex. Period. No, no. You said that's... it's it's a humiliation to do it. Now you're saying it's. I mean, I mean again, it's just a, you all just, all of the above. It's another form of the same thing. No, it's all of the above. It's having some pride in your team and having some pride in your product. And Wait, not how, is that on any, others. how is that not any depending. different from what we're doing at the club level? Well, the club levels, the club, the club level. I mean, Chivas is doing the opposite. That's Chivas just one. Bringing... That's that's one team. Come on. Yeah, Come but on, you have Chivas. the club is different. The club is the same in every. And, it's and not a national team. It's not and representing. Chivas's record of success has, has been so impressive over the past fifteen years. Yeah, that's that takes that has nothing to do. Results have nothing to do with bringing in. Uh, foreigners in a club team. A club team is to win no matter what, and if that brings it, if you're bringing in foreigners, then that's fine. That's that's the standard of play. But when you're in the Olympics, you don't go and grab a bunch of Brazilians to be on your team so you can win and you can sweep everybody. But that's that's essentially, to a lesser extent, what this is, what bringing in naturalizados is. It's bringing in players to supplant yourself because you're not good enough for, to compete for, for you have weaknesses in certain areas and you need you need you need uh suplentes you need help and that just shows that you're not up to par and and you, you know you're not doing things right so you want a band-aid fix you know spain has naturalizados england has naturalizados France has naturalizados. Argentina has naturalizados. So, so why is it okay for them to have naturalizados and not Mexico? The U.S. has naturalizados. Canada has naturalizados. Holland has naturalizados. Italy has naturalizados. So, yeah, so, but- so, so only, so only Mexico is not allowed to have naturalizados. Well, they're, 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 the, the main the main base of their team are not are not that are not that way. Well, the main base of Mexico's team is not that way. Either. I mean, it's not as if Mexico is going to field a team of fifteen naturalizados. They're fielding That's... a team of twenty two players and one naturalizado. So okay, what name, is name, name me a name me a player for uh, the U.S. that's naturalizado. Right now. Yeah. Well, oh, I don't for, know the U.S. particularly. Okay, or, or, mean, for, years, or for Argentina. Uh, Iguain. Where was he born? Where did he Where France. did he develop? Where did he develop? France. In France? France. Since what age? His name is Iguain. He's French. Since what? Since what age did he Did he move to Argentina? That I couldn't tell you. Okay, I want to know where he's developed, and that's you know that's. <clears throat> That's that I think is key. Let me actually look that up. And it's not a it's not a big deal in other and others. You know. I mean, so why is it a big deal in Mexico? Other than the fact that Mexicans have a massive inferiority complex about it. <clears throat> Maybe because Mexico is not a huge team. Mexico is trying to improve. All these other teams are more you know, more established, so it's more overlooked. But you see, you see, when you talk about uh, announcers saying, oh, Sina's, uh, Brasi Mexi- Mexicano, 
and it's brought up every single time he touches the ball. Right. Uh, I, I think in Aust- Australia, there was a guy who was obviously not Australian. I think he's Brazilian or something. And they brought it up the same with him. So it's not, you know, it's not unseen in other, in other teams, but I think with Mexico not being a top team, you know, fighting their way up to the top, to the top level, it's more, uh, it's more pronounced. But I don't think it's, I don't think it's a negative. I mean, the salt cannon can be out for, you know, saying it's an inferiority, inferiority, can't even say it, complex for, from Mexicans, but I think it's more of a pride issue. Tomato, tomato. No, not not at all. <laughs> okay. Youth career. Again, I've never youth, understood the big deal. Youth career, River, uh, River Plate. So he was developed in uh, Argentina, man. He's still French. All right. That's not a good example. <laughs> He's still French. That's not a good example. So is Neddy. Neddy is a uh, Uruguayan. But but what was the what was the justification for Neddy since he was so good? Oh, he was uh, he was born in uh, Monterrey or wherever. San Luis Potosí. San Luis Potosí. So I mean I don't I don't I understand. I mean inferiority. In, I can't even say it. Inferior. How do how do how does one feel inferior as a Mexican? I don't, I don't feel inferior. Of, you know, I'm not saying you do, but I think that the the, the, the general consensus, and I've, and I've thought this, it's the same reason why Mexican fans hate losing to the U.S. more than any other team. You know, you know, I still, I wouldn't be surprised though. We were bound to see one or three naturalizados. That's just. That's just where this team is at right now, because we're seeing, uh, you know, we could choose to go without him, but why complicate things? If you have someone like Fur that could deliver, bring him in, man. Yeah, we'll see. Inferior. Inferior. Spanish fans had a big bug up their ass about Marco Senna for a long time. Until they won the Euro Copa in 2008, then all of a sudden it was okay. Well, yeah, same yeah, with Bolso. No, no one complains that his goal kept Mexico, you know, sent Mexico through the hexagonal. Would have been a big humiliation if he, you know, didn't deliver that day. And and you know, I, I would have loved it if Yoko when they had that that Copa America where he sent like that. that re- if he would have sent a team of like all naturalizados, it would have been hilarious. Like, like why wasn't Chaco Jimenez on that team? <laughs> what about that Spanish dude? I think he's Spanish Brazilian guy. It's, it's like a joke that guy with with uh, Diego think, Costa. Yeah, Costa. So that that's sort of a good example. I mean, people people go crazy about that dude. Um, but as far, I mean, you are right. I don't I don't think it's an inferiority complex with the U.S. It's more of the U.S. being a non-soccer team beats Mexico, who is well, a used soccer to be. country. It, that used to be, man. You, you're going way back to, like, the 90s. 
don't well, think that out, man. No, is valid. No, no Mexican likes to lose to the U.S. No, I know, Mexi- but, but, but that was before. Under, it was understandable before. Uh, they just weren't seen as a football country. But you really can't make that argument anymore. I mean, they're about to host their second World Cup. I don't think that has to do with the quality of their football, though. I don't, no, I still but, don't think but you, can, you can't call the country non-football country. I think so. <laughs> I don't think. Dude, you uh, see how many soccer-specific stadiums they have? Yeah. It's... I mean, it's not it's, it's not at, at its full potential or as good as it should be, but you're not going to take away from you know. From all the venues and all the teams where, where football is, I mean, Los Angeles has two two football clubs. Yeah, I can't really say this, like... this this place isn't a football, and then there's there's two football teams, you know. It's like saying Copa MX is a, a popular cup when people are talking about Dodgers. It's getting there. <laughs> it's... Copa MX is yeah. getting there. Yeah, but you, those people are are in. Um, you know, it'll be something else if it was Cruz Azul fans talking about the World Series and not their team, you know, advancing to the finals. I think yeah, as Cruz Azul make the final. Yes, sir. Uh, oh and, boy! And they're going up against Monterrey, and it's something we touched on on the last podcast, John, where we were saying how uh, how Cruz Azul had lost to Querétaro, you know. But no one was really talking about La Cruz Azulio. You know, that, that thing is beginning to, you know. Well, they did, they did, they did, uh, lose to Querétaro in the, in the last few minutes. Yeah. So it was, uh... Yeah, but, but that's why, and it wasn't like such a big deal. Uh, they weren't getting made fun of because they're, they're still in the top places. And they were getting close to another Cruz Azuliada because, uh, they played Leon and Leon had gone down a man in the first half, and they were losing. Cruz Azul was losing. Leon scored when they were playing with ten, and Cruz Azul struggled to get back into that game, and they went to penalties. They're in the final, so that that's that. And Cruz uh, Azul Monterrey is just what this cup needs, you know. During that game, Aldo or somebody on the announcers were were hating on Cruz Azul, saying they didn't they didn't deserve the win, they didn't play to to, to deserve the win at all. Blah blah. Um, <laughs> that, that to me is just such a ridiculous. I will say though. Ridiculous commentary. I will say that they uh, they uh, uh, they did Cruz Azul. They are on their way to Cruz Azuliando the uh, the Super Liderato though, man. Lost, they lost. That's the last thing they want. That's the last thing they want to do. <laughs> they is finish in first place. They lost no, but even American. even if they finish in second, they would still avoid America and they would not get to play them until the final, basically, at this point. So I, I wouldn't... I still think second wouldn't be bad. Um, I, I do oh, think yeah. they're made... You know, I, I still think they're in a good standing or they're going to... Uh, have the, the if you go to Ligia in second you you still have like um, what do you mean uh, the advantages of, of like in the first games that if you tie you go through 
for that? Yeah, for the first two rounds, you yeah. get if you're the number two seed, you get the uh, you get the you get the you get the higher seed advantage. Yeah. So I mean, I see that, but that's why I think it's. Oh man, my phone, Chico's my phone's about to to go kerplunk. I've connected it to the power outlet, but it's just not powering. Just went down to one percent. So uh, I just finished Chupalo my commentary. Way. It isn't you follow. It's still just it's, it's it wants to die. <laughs> I think it's gonna die before it powers up again. Uh, but just my closing commentary. That's what I think is gonna be pretty big. The classical capitalino. Uh, I think for Cruz Azul is win-win. Even if they lose, it would be interesting to see how they bounce back. You know, and if they win, it's 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 a big boost of confidence for them. Yeah. Bueno, chavos. Bueno, chavos. I have to jump off here because my telephone, my telephone. Yeah, it's 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 got the tunnel snap. I'm disappearing. Yeah, it's already 12, man. It's already 12, so... I guess it's bueno. a good time to... Joel is fading away like... I am. <laughs> my fly family and back to no. the future. No, Mr. Stark. But yeah, I'll be back. I'll be back uh, next. We'll do All one right, soon. Man. Have a good one. Later, later chicos. Later. Uh, Alright, chicos. So I'm going to sign out too. I'm all right, man. Have a good drive the, the rest of the way. Where am I? I'm in Waco. All right. Yeah. All right, man. Take it easy. Later. Yeah. All righty. So thanks for listening to the podcast this evening. We will close out episode 161, thanking Joel and thanking John for joining. And I will get this thing out on iTunes for you guys to listen to tomorrow. Thank you for joining. Talk to you guys later.